Holy Spirit, one God, Amin. Today the church is celebrating the feast of the Epiphany. Of course, we know what is Epiphany, and maybe for long years we were thinking and praying the same night. But the church is telling us something very important, that the feast of the Epiphany is one of the three major feasts in the church. Of course, we have seven major feasts of the Lord. This is one of the three major that we are celebrating special especially in the evening, and we have a, a liturgy in the evening. What I would like to share with you today, just one paragraph from St. Cyril the Great. And he's showing us a, a personal dimension of the Feast of the Epiphany. Of course, it is the revelation of the Holy Trinity. We saw the Father speaking from heaven, the Son in the water, and the dove, and the dove, uh, resting on the shoulder of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me start with American commercial title, Blogging in the Unplugged, and then we'll, see, we'll change the title at the very end. Uh, we need to answer five questions in this one paragraph. Why? Because in the end, there's a personal gift given to each and one uh, and every one of us. We believe that in each feast, we are reliving the event. We are not just commemorating the event that Christ on that day was baptized, there is a reliving, a personal reliving of this feast. These are the few questions that we are trying to answer them in this evening. What was the case before the fall? What happened after the fall? What was the promise of the good God? And why Christ received the Spirit first, but when he received it, how? If he is one with the Holy Spirit eternally. In one paragraph, St. Cyril is going to answer all of them to tell us it's time to enjoy your personal gift. It's not about a story or a commemoration, it's about a personal gift. Here is the beginning of the paragraph of St. Cyril. This is the commentary of St. Cyril on the Gospel of St. John, chapter 7 and verse 39. Just part of one verse, answering all what we can think of in this day. He said, I mean, was formed from the beginning in incorruption. We know it. All of us, we prayed in the letter of St. Basil, who made man in incorruption. And the cause of his incorruption and of his abidance in all virtues was evidently that the spirit from God indwelt him. In, John chapter, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the Lord God, when he created Adam, he pressed in his nostril and he received life and he received the Holy Spirit. This was the original case of all human beings being created in incorruption. For he breathed upon his face the breath of life as it is written. So this is the initial status. All of us in the first Adam were created in incorruption. What happened? Upon the fall of our forefathers, Adam and Eve. But he having from that ancient deceit turned aside into sin then by degrees in succession receives much advance thereto. Along with the remaining good things, he suffers the loss of the spirit. He became unplugged, not connected with the source of life. And then all his descendants was born in such corruptible way, in such disconnection, unplugged from the source of life. So at length became not only subject to corruption, but also, also prone to all sin. And this is our status without the Holy Spirit. We are born in this corruptibility, in this 
prone to such sin. Are you going to leave us? You are a good God. What are you going to do for us? Here is the promise. But when the framer of all designed, doing exceedingly excellently, to gather up all things in Christ and will to recover again the nature of man to its initial state. He promises along with rest to give a new to it the Holy Spirit also, for no otherwise was it possible to get back to unshaken stability in good things. He was promising, and you can see this promise many times in the Old Testament, especially in Ezekiel chapter 37. Yes, we first Adam lost the Holy Spirit and became corruptible. Thank you. And became corruptible and he was destined or destined to this. It's time to see it in a different way. Our good God never <coughs> forsaken us and he promised to restore us once more. And in his restoration, he was telling us, wait until the due time. He incarnated and we celebrated the incarnation a few days ago. It's time to start our own restoration. He took our corruptibility. Yes. What are we going to do with it? I will restore it in full. In those days, those of the saviors that is, I will pour out upon all flesh. It's again Joel chapter 2 from verse 25 to 28. The promise I'm going to restore you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit once more. So why Christ received it first? Because now the Holy Spirit became alien or alienated from all human nature. We need this new creation in Christ, the one who has no sin. He was exactly like us in everything except one thing, except sin. Then the Holy Spirit started once more to reconcile, to redwell once more on us. But since the time of this manifestance, wrote the only begotten upon earth with flesh that is made man of a woman according to the Holy Scriptures. God the Father began to give again the Spirit, and Christ first received the Spirit as the first fruits of the renewed nature. So we are not here to watch Christ, are not here to commemorate his reception of the Holy Spirit, are here to celebrate that he got it as a first fruit and he gave it to me when I was baptized in day one when I came to the church. For John bear record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven and it abode <coughs> upon him. Then he is asking the question that comes to our minds. How? He is one eternally with the Holy Spirit and with the Father. How come he is receiving it? And here, the gift, the personal gift. But he received it how? For we must need to investigate what is said. What was it then as not having? Of course, he was one with the Spirit. We say not so. God forbid, for the Spirit is the Son's own and not supplied from without, as the things from God come to us from without, but exists in him naturally, even as in the Father. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are co-essential eternally. And through him proceeds to the saints. Apportioned by the Father as beseems each. But he is said to have received in that he became man and befits man to receive. By taking our humanity was alienated from the Holy Spirit. He enabled us, us once more 
he re-empowered us once more to receive the Holy Spirit. So what we are celebrating today, that the Holy Spirit is in us. He is not going to leave us anymore. Yes, we can grieve him. Yes, we can quench him. Yes, we can resist him, as the scriptures tells us, tell us. But in the same time, we have the fullness of the choice of enjoying this power in our life. So he came, and we heard the voice, this is my beloved son. It's not for him. Because we know, again, that the father and the son, he is the son eternally. Is he recalling him, my son? It was for us again. When you were baptized, you joined the body of Christ, and you heard the same voice. These are the words of St. John Chrysostom. You are my beloved son. It's time to enjoy the fullness of the newness and the restoration that Christ is doing it. So for him, who God before ages was begotten of him, he says that he has this day begotten. He is eternally with him, that in him he may receive us into sonship. Today I'm celebrating once more. I restored to be a son of God because I was baptized, joined the body of Christ, and today the sonship of humanity has been restored to the Father once more. This is what we need to celebrate on a personal level. For the whole human nature was in Christ. In that he was man, so is he said to the Son who has his own spirit to give it, that we in him may gain the spirit. We in him, I gain the spirit. I in him, I gain the spirit when I was baptized. I in him received a full restoration from what I got from the first Adam. Finally, he is quoting this word sincerely. For this reason, therefore, does he take hold of the seed of Abraham as it is written? And in all things was made like unto his brethren. The only begotten, therefore, received the Holy Spirit not for himself. Again. The only begotten, therefore, receives the Holy Spirit not for himself. For his and in him and through him is the Spirit. But since he, having been made man, had our whole nature in himself, that he might uplift it all, transfashioning it unto its olden state, the state before the fall of Adam and Eve. Today, there is many celebrations in the same feast. Let us focus on this only today. I have been restored to the olden state once more. The Spirit came and dwelt in me, when St. Paul was telling us, you are the temples of the Holy Spirit, is not giving us a luxury you can use it or not. It's the acts of Christ when he came to restore us once more. He summarized the whole story in one paragraph. For since our forefather Adam being turned aside by deceit into disobedience and sin, did not preserve the grace of the Spirit. This is what makes man different from any other creature. From day one, all creatures were created out of nothing, but man was created out of nothing with an additional grace. He was receiving the Holy Spirit to be in the image and likeness of God. Did not preserve the grace of the Spirit, and thus in him the whole nature lost. At last, the God-giving good needs did God. The world who knows not turning became man in order that by receiving as a man, he received it in his humanity. He might preserve the good permanently to our good, our nature. Again, he might preserve the good permanently to our nature. 
بتقول كده عليها القديس كولوس بالعربي استعادت الخير الاصلي لطبيعتنا. He restored us, he might preserve the good permanently to our nature. The Holy Spirit dwelt in us and forever to restore us to eternity once more. Then let us change the title. It's not plugging in the unplugged. He preserved the good permanently to our nature by sincerity. We are celebrating a very personal feast this evening that today the Holy Spirit is in me. Why? Because Christ first has received it in himself to restore it permanently to my nature, our human fallen nature. Let us praise this liturgy with this spirit. We hear it in a moment that may Holy Spirit descend upon us. Cry out with your heart. I need you every day. Yes, you dwell in me. I need to be refilled. I need to overflow of your spirit to enjoy the fullness of the new restored life in Christ. May the glory of Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever.